Okay, so now we just need an intro. Uh, something like... Friendly sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. The friendliest sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. That's it. Ah, all right, cool. Let's start the show. Yep. Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast, the podcast where one of us has an incredible time crunch. So this is going to be the shortest episode we've ever done. What's up? This is this is Juice, and I'm here with Leo. I almost said this is Leo again. I haven't done that since the early days. Yeah, well, it's on a very incredible time crunch. So look, we're just going to get right to it, okay? This is exactly how I approach sex. So let's go. Okay, uh, before I come, let's go. Let's go quick, 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 quick. Wait, oh, oh, too late. Okay, we're done. Like, the episode's over. Last episode's night where... over. Episode's over. <laughs> Hubby was like, oh, uh, Robert's in my heart, but Izzy's in my head. And you were like, this is me before sex with anybody. I'm like, I don't even know what that applies. I mean, like every it applies time all the time. And, no, every Izzy. single time. Every single time I'm about to have sex. I'm like, oh, man, my heart is with Robert. But my mind is with Izzy. And then they're like, just like, come on, baby, put it in. And you're like, well, Robert's in my heart, but yeah, <laughs> she's like Robert is definitely. It's like what the fuck, and then I'll be like, well, I I just you know, right up. some guys think about baseball, and I think about Robert Whitaker and Israel Adesanya. Sort of the opposite for me. Anyway, that's good. That's uh, why a good don't you thing. get into your prelim? Uh, and, um, yeah, I'm definitely getting into my prelim immediately. All right, let's get right into it. Uh, Amazing night of fights, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, my highlight was uh, needle movers, and I love them so much. And Douglas Silva de Andre and uh, Sergey Morozov, Morozov, amazing fight because everybody, uh, I don't, I, I, Twitter was lighting up from the first round. Sergey was whooping the shit out of out of uh, Andre Andraj, Andraj, yeah, the Andraj, and. Um, Andraji, technically. Andraji uh, was whooping the shit out of Andraji, and everyone was like, "Oh my god! Like this is crazy! I can't believe he survived." And then Douglas Silva de Andraji just comes back, hits Sergey a couple times in the face, drops him down, and gets a nasty choke on him. Like you know, fell you know passed out with his eyes open. Very creepy, very weird. Didn't get to put his hat on, um, you know, because uh, people from Kazakhstan has cool have cool hats. I know, right? Which is um, awesome. Oh, you mean Sergey didn't? Huh? Didn't Sergey didn't get, yeah, Sergey didn't I, get to put it. I, Although, didn't even, I was like, what hat would he have? Had? Uh, Andraj should have put on Sergey's hat. That would have been really gangster. Yeah. Oh my god, that would have been amazing. Like, listen, I'm sorry you didn't get to. I don't know what accent I was doing. Like, That's good. Yeah, listen, I I don't know why you uh brought the hat because you're a loser. Uh, I'm gonna. It's my hat now. Yeah. Yeah, it's like one of my favorite things like Dominic Cruz has ever said. That's like shade and also like kind of this way. Like there was a fucking uh, behind the scenes. I maybe mean, it was like the thrill and the agony video or whatever. Where like after he beat TJ Dillashaw after his like three year layoff, come back, win the belt, beat TJ. He that was when they had the press conference where everyone was there and he he looks in and at the monitor before he goes in the room. He sees TJ. He goes, "Wow, that's a nice suit." He thought he was gonna win. I was like, oh, fuck. And then at the press conference itself, he was like, wow, this is just grabbing. I mean, TJ looks amazing. Like he didn't, he, he didn't throw the shade that he did in backstage, but I was like, you definitely was thinking about it. That's pretty funny. Um, 
Are, do you have anything more to say about that prelim before we bury no, it? No, I, I just I just want to say that um uh, those are the type of fights that I love. That you know, it's love it. Lo- you love the comeback wins. You love the the needle movers. They're they're so exciting because that's what makes MMA so great. So definitely yeah. a, a, a a highlight fight for the night for a lot of people. I think. Yeah, and full disclosure, this is one of the ones I missed, but I saw Twitter lighting up being like, "The Andrade just murdered a man" or whatever. They're like, he "Yeah," fucking- because he got murdered in the first round. <laughs> it was crazy, <laughs> dude. He really did. He almost got like. I mean, he was Almost put in finished. the ER and then just came out and put uh, put revenge on the uh, on him. You know. Anyway, he woke up from the coma and just strangled the first motherfucker. Yeah, he pretty, saw. pretty much. I mean, honestly, <laughs> exactly that. Oh, I'm still in the fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Yeah. All right. Well, obviously, you guys know the prelim that I want to talk about is Roxanne Montefiore versus Casey O'Neill. Um, fuck Casey O'Neill. Um, and I know, and all honestly, like I. I think she's going to do two great things in the, in the sport and, and, you know, best of luck to her. And honestly, I want her to succeed because I don't want Roxy to have lost to someone who like takes a downturn or whatever. And, you know, she was a little bitch in the post fight with the booing. Like, Dude, she, absolutely. Like, Nobody absolutely. didn't think that. Nobody didn't, did not think that it was just yeah. so. And then she like, okay. Hey, uh, stop booing. Yeah. The fact that DC kept interviewing, like after that, like so she's like, fuck you guys. Fuck you. And then he was like, okay. So, and he just keeps, I was like, okay, dude, just let her walk away. And then did she was okay. So she said, fuck you guys. I'm, I'm going to be the villain. Then uh, she was just like, yeah, but, you know, but it's a terrible villain, better. like just whiny, like, yeah, exactly. You know. Like, and honestly, dude, like <clears throat> Roxanne puts you up. Okay. Like, fuck it. But I will say guys, Jesus Christ. It, you know, a lot of people were talking about uh, Michael Bisping stepping in and stuff like that, man, the bias for uh, Casey O'Neill and Roxanne was pretty intense. Like they were, talking t- talking about Roxanne like she was a kid uh which was weird uh I mean Michael Bisping even went as far as um when uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it more because T-Cross had a, a, qu- a question about this okay uh all right well uh anyway um but uh good I mean hey for her last fight come on Roxy like that was amazing uh good job yeah. staying in it dog fight uh punching the exactly shot in the in the face uh you know good takedown you know what i mean like yeah you couldn't and, have asked and, for a better last fight and, and i will say like I, I don't i didn't think it was a robbery and in fact i was pretty sure that roxy lost the decision but one judge thought she won and like i was talking to a couple of people online they're like i thought roxy won by pressure like that's the kind of thing you love to see in her last fight yeah, every, absolutely everything she has um but uh due to time we're gonna move right along and jump sure. into the main card um what did you think about that first fight Hey, Bobby course, Green. Uh, Bobby Green versus Nazrat Hakras. Dude, King Bobby's the shit. He just fucking did it so well. He, he, oh, Bobby Green is such a fun, fun fighter, man. Um, now, you know, he's now granted, he's starting to, I, I don't know, man. What a great, what a great, um, post fight interview. Uh, and just like you know, walk off. Um, but uh, yeah, Bobby Green was just—I mean, Nazareth just wasn't approaching as best as he possibly could. He wasn't really pushing any anything other than 
than yeah. what you know other than what he'd been trained to do i guess like obviously that's you know uh armchair you know fighter right. or whatever you want to call it armchair um, yeah uh but uh but bobby green is, is super fucking fast with his hands and yeah and you know and dc was talking about how uh he just kept splitting nezaret's guard like just going straight in between his hands and punching him in the face for all three rounds and i just i like i think nasrat has has done better performances like even in losses like the dan hooker fight like he just he did not make a good showing of himself but i think that's a testament to bobby green i, I think he just bobby green was so elusive and, and nasrat was he was just frustrating him like yep. it was just uh you love to see it and we, we love bobby green yeah so moving right along to, yeah absolutely um, um moicano versus hey, fucking alexander hernandez be like i need to get all the fucking thing and then gets his ass whooped fuck alexander hernandez dude too funny too funny for that it was so funny that he was like uh where why am i not on the main card gets his ass fucking choked the fuck out and ladies and gentlemen talk about fire post-fight interviews hanato moicano Talking to DC, saying, hey, look, I mean, I love that, that Hanato was like, hey, I wanted to shake that guy's hand. I don't know what was going on. DC, you're the best. My team's the best. And that's um, and I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Then then he's like, hey. Everything's bigger in Texas. Well, I like big checks and fucking honestly, uh, I was texting with Dave L about this. We got a new name for Hanato Moicano. It's fucking Hoinato Manicano, because good <laughs> gracious, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, when he asked for it, he's right, dude. I mean, Manicano. <laughs> it was so good. I, because of the way that, dude, he got so fired up and it was great. I, yeah. I, great post fight. It. You love to see a post fight. And Just the energy. He, and he was, he was really, really all about it. Um, and, and honestly, that's the most important part is the energy. Like he could have said anything. Like, Oh, I just want to be really nice and I think, right? You know what I mean? Like you yeah. could have had the most vanilla shit, but the energy, the passion, the fire, yeah, that's dude, what you it fucking was great. love to see. He's right. I mean, a lot there was a lot of good fights on, on last night's card, uh, but that was definitely like a nice highlight, especially considering uh the opposite person wanting to be on the main. And and hey, it's funny that Alexander's like, put me on the main card, like I deserve I'm gonna work. It's going to be a good fight because yeah. I'm on People it. need to pay to see me get my ass kissed. But I just, I love that Hanato was like, yeah, you're right. Let's get on the main card so I can whoop your ass. Like, and, and people can Boom. look at me. Yeah. Which is great. Like, look at me. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I, I, like, Hanato honestly. really, really capitalized on that opportunity. They, he said, Alexander said, come on, man. Like, get me on the main card. Let's, let, come on, just get me on the main card. And then Hanato was like, yeah, get us on the main card. And then he's like, what? Alexander's like, what? Like, you think you're going to beat me? And he's like, yeah, well, yeah I'm going to beat you. And then I'm going to ask for a big fat check. Um, Dude, how about Jared Cannonier versus Derek Brunson being like the middleweight, like kind of more exciting version of Mendez McGregor? What do you think about that? Yeah, I like, mean. Just taking him down, just, just being like, okay, I'm going to fucking muscle you and control you and taking him down. I mean, Jerry Kennedy losing every second of that fight until he gets up and just fucking lands a crazy combination, puts him down. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, also another fire post fight interview. I mean, like, oh. good job, guys. Like, everyone was bringing the energy last night um, uh, really, really well. Uh, yeah. I feel bad for Brunson. Um, 
but uh yeah i mean jared, jared kennedy just really really put it on him um so yeah. you know we'll we'll see we'll see what happens from there but but good also uh interesting thing you don't see in the ufc very often the the towel being thrown in uh weirdly uh at a weird time um, i didn't notice that someone threw in the towel yeah yeah they threw in the towel uh, yeah they threw in the towel on the on the first elbow uh, on the first elbow that he was on the really? ground, they threw in the towel and then uh, the second one and then and the ref stopped it, which I thought was very interesting, uh, which you don't see very often. Um, yeah. So I would say good on the corner, but um, uh, I don't know. I, I, weirdly enough, I guess, I guess in this regard, when we've, when we've been screaming at the TV, Hey ref, stop the fight. Hey ref, stop the fight. It's also on the corner. Yeah, I guess that that's the part. I guess that I was like, oh, you know, it is, we haven't seen the towel, but, but I was like, but I'm fairly certain that um, that's just basically like, it's not. It doesn't have to be respected. If the ref doesn't think the fight needs to be stopped, he can ignore the towel. Basically, it's a plea from the corner, like, hey, ref, please stop this fight. Uh, and I think that depends on jurisdiction. Like, I, I don't know what it's like in Texas. Oh, I would imagine they're like, oh, fuck you. But yeah, I mean, most refs will. I mean, I can't imagine a ref being like. No, nah, it's okay. He got this. Like, <laughs> could you imagine? Kind of fucking, unless you're that fucking Russian ref from Fight Island that let Sandani take the fucking beating of a lifetime. But yeah, that would be anyway, so funny. Anyway, oh my god, <laughs> maybe throws it back. Oh, you dropped this. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, right. Sorry. You you see that there's something on my shoe? Yeah. I got it. Sorry. But uh, I'm gonna do something a little unorthodox because I think this is a perfect time to play a voice question from T Cross about that moment. I um, he didn't yeah. mention the towel, but uh, oh, interesting. Here it is. You know, one of my favorite things in the world to do. Sorry, this is T Cross. You know, one of my favorite things in the world to do is to criticize referees. Jared Cannonier was just mounted on top of Derek Brunson, throwing big fucking elbows. Do you know how this ref stopped the fight? All he did was put his arm in there. He got on his knees and just put out his left arm. That's it. You need to get in there. You need to push Jared Cannonier off of Derek Brunson. The ref stepped in, put his hand in, another elbow landed because he didn't get the fuck in there. If you're afraid to get hit by these fighters when you step in to stop the fight, don't be a fucking ref. Fuck that guy and his bald spot. <laughs> First of all, agree with everything he said <laughs> and like i'm laughing because i just had a weird thought while i was playing the question if we had a fucking fsp soundboard i would clip that off when he was like the way he said you need to get in there <laughs> and just like, wow we should we should start being like a morning radio show and just have a, a big old bunch soundboard. of soundboards you need to get in there i i love it i love everything about it uh but thank you cross it wasn't really a question. It was more of a statement about the situation, which I oh, yeah. agree. Yeah. Uh, which because, I agree. Like, I feel like 70% of the time it's it's like commentary. And then sometimes I ask a question at the end, which is fine. We always play because it's always good commentary. Absolutely. Now um, that I won't, like I, in the history of this show, even including the FWM days, I have very rarely not played uh, a voice. It is, it is very rare. Trust me. I had to listen to a lot of back-to-back questions. Anyways, moving on. Um, moving on people asking uh five questions uh all at the same time and you know took up a lot of time anyways let's keep going uh Derek lewis and tied to Ivasa, ladies and gentlemen i oh. am sad so am i i mean it's it's one of the things where i'm definitely happy for ty i mean what an amazing 2021 he had and yeah. like I, I saw this tweet from someone i i wish i hadn't retweeted it because i i 
checked the profile after i was like oh, i don't want to retweet you but the fucking tweet itself was fire it was like taito ivasa knocked out greg hardy and became like a, in like a star or whatever near into arts and then he knocked out Derek lewis and i became a legend and i was like it's fucking hard to argue with that you know what man yeah and like they they i mean Derek and ty i mean ty was if ty hadn't landed that elbow on the um on the fence uh ty would have been going to sleep they were both very incredibly wobbly like redonkulously wobbly at the very end so good um good on ty i mean you know he uh his you know muay thai like elbows and stuff like that like i i i i, I do see Derek use i mean Derek threw a couple of kicks like a, a couple of jump kicks and stuff yeah. like that so you know it's one of those things like where we'll see what where Derek goes after this i mean it's it was a tough loss uh but you know good on ty uh awesome for him to do do all the shoeys um afterwards shui vasa did it again uh i like the espn did the um uh the Leonardo DiCaprio in uh, The Great Gatsby of like doing a cheers, oh. but it's a shoe. Oh my god, I didn't see that. It's so That's fucking amazing. hilarious. Uh, but yeah, good on Ty. We'll see where he goes from here. I'm interested to see what what number he's going to be now. Uh, after that, I, oh, I rank mean, wise, yeah. Listen, Ty Tuivasa may very well get the next title shot. Oh, you beat uh, Derek Lewis, who's so- high ranked. Someone said, uh, someone, uh, I think it was Ben. I think it was Ben Kylie said, uh, Tai Tuivasa versus Stipe. And I was like, oh, I don't hate that. I mean, it's hard to get Stipe out of bed for anything that isn't a rematch or a title shot, yeah, uh, or John Jones fight. But yeah, that's a great fight, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, all right, moving on. Your fans to, are gonna be so oh, do you have any, any questions or anything about this? Fight no, before? okay, uh, um, go ahead. Moving on to our main event of the evening, uh. I love so, MMA at its finest. So here's the thing. Um, that's what th- I guess that's my that's my commentary on this whole fight is that like, you know, it's strange. It, it, some fights, whenever you watch them, they can kind of be, they can get boring. Uh, they can have this weird technicality that kind of gets them really super boring. But this fight was really technical uh, and like really exciting as well yeah exactly like that's the that's the thing about this is that i was very interested the entire time uh and uh you know i guess i mean my favorite izzy fight i mean it's recency bias like hard but it was i mean from both guys too and i expected i expected the best version of rob i expected the best version of izzy and they both brought it and we just showed that there's just a hair i mean i think just izzy has rob's number yeah yeah, absolutely, and and now we get to see. But they're still the two best middleweights in the world. Yeah, we'll watch them fight a third time. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how how if for that third fight, how Robert changes his game plan, um, because because I feel and not not just not to be rude about anything, but I feel like this is what his game plan would have been in the in the first. I mean, other than the fact that he was fighting like emotionally in the first fight, is what he said. Um, I feel like if he was like on calm nerves, I feel like this is exactly what his fight plan would have been. Uh, Maybe not though, because um, I saw an interesting stat, um, or I guess I heard about it because people quoted. I think I think Luke Thomas said and they might have even said it on the broadcast before his fight with Izzy, Rob had attempted th- before the first one, Rob had attempted three takedowns in the UFC. Mm-hmm. In those three fights, in between the rematch, he attempted twenty-two f- takedowns. 
So he kind of switched his mindset to focus on his wrestling more. And that definitely showed. And and I mean, there was, he had me nervous. Yeah. There was a few times. Yeah. There was a, there was like two, two times um, when he got Izzy down and like, it was like full, like on Izzy's hips and everything. And I was like, all right. Uh, By the way, speaking like this is perfect right before Valentine's day. Uh, (laughs) uh, And, um, and then when he got his back, I was like, okay, like in the middle of the, now that's the thing. I was very when he, nervous. It's really when he got the in the middle and then, of the ring, I was like, he okay. was like, go right to yeah. the cage. I was like, yes, yeah. thank you, please. Yeah, oh. he did a great job of his, his, is he? Is his defense was on point. Yeah, his defense was really good. Uh, and, you know, um, it was it was a good fight. I mean, like I said, we're, we'll see where where they they both go from. I mean, obviously, Cannoneer is next for Izzy, which is going to be very interesting. Uh, to see like a high pressure uh, fighter against Izzy, but um, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, overall, good night of fights. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Houston really brought the energy for that. And uh, with this time crunch happening, I, th- I guess we're going to go straight into the forum. We're going to go straight. Absolutely. Into we're just going to write in because y'all brought the fire with a ton of questions. Um, so we're going to start with one from a man, MMA by Milliken. This was a late submission from last week that didn't make it in, but it's not really time sensitive. So it's absolutely going to get played. Gentlemen, what's going on? It's MMA by Milliken. Okay. So apparently Saladin model terrorized yet another fight. I didn't know what was going on as far as the judging goes this time around. But usually I always try to keep my eyes on it's, You know, that day was a mess for me. I usually pay attention, you know, as a better, you got, you know, telling people like, you got to pay attention to who the judges are. Otherwise that's going to mess up the fight, especially if it's Chris Lee out there. I don't care who's winning. We see that with Angela Hill all the time. Gets gagged all the time, primarily by idiots like Chris Lee. Mohamed Sulaim over at one championship, pretty sure he was the judge for the previous cards. He refed the last card that just passed. What do you think about former fighters and refs being judges? Take care. Have a good one. I think it's great to be honest with you. Uh, kind of. Uh, someone, someone, I guess, was judging because uh, uh, Mike Beltran was judging the main card, uh, yeah. the, the main event, um, and had the only scorecard I agree with, or or one of them. Someone was saying, uh, at least from what I saw, they posted. There was like, "Hey, Mike Beltran, this sucks." I was like. He had it 49-46 for Izzy, which is <laughs> accurate. So well, I don't know, man. I mean, the more I look at the more I look at Robert Whitaker's takedowns and stuff like that. I mean, I, I like I said, it's for me in my brain, the idea of the 40 and 47 at best. That's fine. Right. But uh I don't know, 49-46 is a little uh, don't get me wrong. I, I to be honest, I scored every round for him. And like I said, looking back, there's probably one round that Rob could have won. So I'm 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 perfectly was, fine with 49 46. It was probably uh, the last I gave round. him every round. No, mm-hmm. second round, maybe. That's what people were saying. I think. I don't know. See, then that's the point. Like, it's yeah, I guess fight. like I guess that's what's even worse about the situation of judging, too, is like for me, like you know, Rob didn't do anything with the takedowns. Well, I mean, except like I said, except he tried, but is, is he got back up? Like he took him down, is he got back up? I mean, he had those sub attempts, which are mostly on the feet. Right, uh, that's a good point. Is he was defending, like, yeah, I get, I guess, I it's like one of those things where you think about the whole fight, the fight as a whole, of like, you know, the second we start talking about judges, like, 
Well, he had round, and I'm like, well, <laughs> like exactly. after some point, and that's I'm why like, I'm like such a proponent of pride judging. Like I, I hate the ten point month system. I hate round by round judging. It encourages point fighting. It is so dumb, and it, it makes just like talking points like this so annoying. Like because if if the fight was just by a hole, there'd be a lot less disagreement. I think Not that's, that that's true. Like, no, that's true. I, too, I actually but... do agree. I do agree with that. If the if the fight was less of a hole, I do agree that less of a hole uh judged by a hole i mean sorry if if izzy could put it in the hole sorry guys yeah. i'm i'm so <laughs> lost valentine's day is coming up and that's all i can think about uh if izzy puts it in the wrong hole then he wins anyway something. As, as far uh, as as uh previous fighters and uh what was the other oh previous fighters being refs and judges hey i'm fine with that as long as there's no conflict of interest because i gotta say like two former fighters that have become refs in uh i think just in the state of california or maybe one in nevada chris lieben and uh mostly frank trigg no problems with their performances so far at least that i can remember like especially frank trigg and like i love hearing him talk about fights very knowledgeable very good ref um and you know as long as there's no affiliation like like uh i remember a a judge talking on a podcast one time about um hicardo almeida being a judge in new jersey and Mm -hmm. he he coaches fighters in new jersey and that is a fucking like big problem conflict of interest so you know but but i'm 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 fine with you know putting knowledgeable people in there because that's what we need absolutely Um, it's just you know you get into like biases and things like that, which is always like little little muddy. Absolutely, um, I agree. So thank you, Milliken. Go check out his podcast; it's amazing. Um, I sent in a question last week that was really funny. Actually, I sent in one this week too. What's up, guys? Generally, I like DC and Bisping on the commentary booth, but the way that they just called that Roxanne Mataferi fight is absolutely fucking shameful absolutely shameful both of those guys should be ashamed of themselves if they ever listen back to that fight they spent the whole fight talking about how basically how roxanne sucks now she gets hit all the time and she just keeps marching forward fuck you guys and fuck the way that you talked about her as she's walking out of the cage that shit really pissed me the fuck off absolutely Uh, shameful fuck both those morons uh obviously very heated and uh, did you, you didn't get to hear the commentary right you were at the bar yeah no they didn't have the sound on for the pre hey man uh and I, and I told him i was grateful for that because of what he was texting me bro, about it like bro it was insane i mean we are talking like michael bisping went as far as i mean he he said some stupid stupid shit he he said like yeah. um he was just like well that's what that's what happened Dude, he fucking talked about amateur fighters he talked about he said amateur fighters whenever they fight uh and you're a professional fighter sometimes when when you're in a fight with those type of people they can sometimes get you with a good hit because they don't know what they're doing that's what he said what a fuck i'm and i love bisping that's fucking making me so mad, dude. It was, he was saying that, that DC said uh, Roxanne's the kind of fighter to to, to to live by the sword, and uh, business was like, well, she might die by the sword tonight or something like that. Like, absolutely, you. No, that that was that was pretty pretty bad. Uh, and that's like I said, it was 
Okay, but like, dude, Michael Bisping just, okay, so that was like the one that for me that was like, okay, dude, don't talk about, don't, do not fucking say that sometimes, an, do not say that sometimes an amateur fighter will do things uh, that will surprise you as a professional because they're not following the rules. I was like, dude, are you, bro, look at, look at how many fights she's had, dog. What are you, are you crazy? That's so stupid. Like, come on, man. Like, how are you going to say that? Like, of all things you could say, so talking about, stupid. talking about an amateur, you said that a- amateurs will, will do this thing. And I'm like, come on, man. Don't fucking say that stuff about this person. She's been in the fight game for too fucking long. Anyway, but, um, and then, like afterwards they fucking jumped on uh they jumped on that judge so hard like as roxy was leaving like everything like no no disrespect to roxy but that judge should be shot like it was just like such a fucking so intense they were like they're you know they're inconsistent they're this they're that and i was like all right man like Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty fucking intense, especially for a final fight. And I think Roxy even kind of threw a little bit of shade too, um, which at, at DC, which she was like, "Okay, DC, this is the second time you've interviewed me after I've lost a fight." <laughs> so I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, so is that shade or is that just? Okay. I don't know. It felt like it felt a little bit kind of like shade, and I was like, "Wow, Roxy, nicely done." I, but I mean, obviously, knowing Roxy, it probably wasn't. But it felt a little bit like that. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Fuck them for saying those things. It, it was it was bad. It was r- like really bad. And what's even worse is like, guys, I hate to break this to you, but uh, Casey O'Neill, uh, as much as you guys like to talk about her, and and as much as they're like Roxy's like, ha ha, you know, they're laughing, you know, kind of like it's boys club laughing, which is why Laura Laura Sanko should have been on the on the desk. One hundred percent. But anyway, um, with that being said. Uh, hey guys, Roxy gave uh Casey uh a lot of trouble and like the fucking the screams. Look at her in, face, dude. dude. The screams in the second round. I was like, oh okay, like what? And that's what's that's what's bad. Like here's the thing about Casey O'Neill. That's what's bad about it. She was like screaming in Roxy's face, like ah, like war cry. But like in my what I was seeing was like, oh, oh you. Th- like you know it, you look like you don't look like you're beating her like you don't look like it doesn't look like this primal thing you just look like weird you just look it looks strange so i'm just letting you guys know like when casey o'neill starts to get to the top and stuff like that some girls start to pressure her like roxy's doing and they have knockout power casey o'neill's dead you know i'm something of a chingasso myself oh man that mean dude it's so funny all right we have to move on i can throw sake. some chingasos myself <laughs> so stupid it's so, so stupid. funny it's so funny though all right all right this is from our, our guy ty from front kicks and throat cuddles what's up friendly sparring podcast long time no see it is ty from the front kicks and throat cuddles podcast man what a great night of fights uh, my question for you, I'm going to make it short and sweet. What happens to Robert Whitaker and who he fights next? I feel like he clearly is the best fighter not named Israel Adesanya in the middleweight division. But it's going to be very t- tough to matchmake him now. So who do you throw his way? Let me know what you think. As always, I love the show. And I'll catch you both later. Peace.
I have the perfect answer for this. Sean Strickland? No. Fuck him. Well, I'm just looking at all the other people, so. Brunson. Brunson said he's going to do one more fight. They both okay. just lost. That's fair. The same card. They both need some time, probably. Okay, that's fair. Brunson <laughs> deserves to go. That's a that's an easy fight, a headliner. Brunson deserves to go out on a big fight, you know, for all he's done. They've re- they fought before. It'd be a rematch. But, you know, and, that, and that's why I think it's a great fight for Rob to kind of get back on the horse because he already beat him. I mean, honestly, Rob beats everyone else in the division. I mean, fuck, Marv, Marvin Vittori would be a good fight for him, too. You know what? Rob versus Marvin. Why won't you fight Devin, too? They already fought. Why don't they fight again? Just recently. I don't care. I don't why pay attention. Devin, <laughs> why won't you fight no. Devin, Why won't you fight Devin, So stupid. <laughs> why do that guy do that what do people take the time to say that stuff by the way hilarious by the way can we talk about uh the post the the pre the the pre-press um pre-fight press conference yeah pre-fight press conference of that that guy that asked Derek lewis uh about uh, where the best barbecue is in Texas. <laughs> he was like, like racist. best racist <laughs> i was like yes uh i looked at the clip did he give him a, a name also yeah he, he said, said uh uh, I can't remember the pit. Something that's what it was yeah. called. Something like that. But anyways, <laughs> I just thought it was really, really, really funny. Um, I love when people say that's racist and then give an answer. Yeah. <laughs> like, like like I love to racism. Yeah. Like, hey Derek, you're someone that lives in Houston and is supposed about liking barbecue. What's the best barbecue in Houston? Oh, that's racist. But also go to the pit. Like <laughs> you know the answer. Yeah, it's great. Uh, uh, right. Yeah. No. Um, okay. Yeah, Derek. Derek's it. Okay. Derek Brunson. Oh, Derek. Oh, Derek. Oh, Derek. It's Ben Kiley here from the Hind Fight MMA podcast. Apologies for the low energy. Uh, I'm a fucking zombie today. Cards like that are just simply too long for us poor European fans to watch live. <laughs> but I'm a fucking junkie. Here I am. My question is simple. Tai to Ivasa. What's his ceiling? Uh, UFC champion Taito Ivasa doesn't sound quite right. Sounds a bit like MMA referee of the year, Herb Dean. <laughs> MMA referee? No, uh, already did that one. Um, yeah, how far do you think Taito Ivasa can go? I don't think he can go too far because of the, you know, you got Big Fran and Ganu out there wearing singlets and taking people down. But uh, <laughs> where do you think this guy can go? Uh, Arriva Darchi, love the podcast. Dude, honestly, I see Ty fighting for the bottom. I don't know if I see him winning. Uh, yeah. And, and especially, well, I mean, hey, here's a, here, here's something. I'll, I'll say, I'll make a bold claim. Interim champion, Ty Tuivasa. Oh, I do like that. Yeah. Because the UFC and Francis are going to be tied up in some sort of contributions for a while. And I know they just did one with Cyril, and like an interim probably wouldn't make sense. But if honestly, if it goes like, a while it could be like hey time's a ticking you know what i mean they they might just do one they might they might do that as another like pressure because that's why they did the interim with zero anyway it's like okay now you have to fight this guy yeah absolutely uh yeah i i, I think that you're right we uh i do see him in a title fight do i see him winning no uh but you know title contender for sure yeah absolutely but that's that's about it but uh, i, I mean know. 
it's it's such a weird thing to say, but like, if you have that kind of power that he does, and you let like anything can change. I mean, Franny has a hell of a chin, but like, so did Derek. I thought you just fucking put him out, like, dude. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was intense. So yes, all right. Title contender. Love that. All right. Next question is from Rhino. Hey, Juice and Liam, it's your homie Rhino from the Combat Sports with Rhino podcast. So I've got a real simple question for you guys tonight. Uh, In the post-fight interview uh, from Casey O'Neill and Roxy's fight, the crowd really turned on Casey O'Neill. I mean, there was a really strong reaction to her, and she kind of met fire with fire in that. I just want to know what your guys' thoughts are on how Casey O'Neill reacted to being booed, uh, what she said and how she said it. And then what would your guys' reaction, do you think, if you were put in that situation, what would you be like um, if you just came off of a pretty good performance and the whole crowd was booing you? I'd love to hear the answers. Love you guys. Love the show. Talk to you later. My answer to your simple question is a very simple answer. Heel turn, baby. And not a fucking brat heel turn like Casey did. I'm not going to whine and bitch. I'm going to do... Dude, I saw this interview with Chael Sonnen on Joe Rogan podcast like years and years ago, and he said that what should have happened to either DC or someone should have said this. I think it was D after the Anderson Silva fight. He was like, "This is how I should have said it," and this has always stuck with me. Like, I will absolutely, I would absolutely do this in a situation. Thank you for your booze and thank you for your money. Mic drop. Walk away. Absolutely. You know, anything fucking else, dude. Like, oh, is that where we're playing this? You booing me? Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for your booze. And thank you for your money. Because I just made money off of you, you fucking pieces of shit or whatever. Like, you know, <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, the audience turns on you. You turn right back on them. That's the fucking way to do uh, it. No, I probably would have just been like, um, hey, uh, fuck you. I'm the man. And uh, go subscribe to my YouTube page. Uh, no, I'd have just been like, fuck you, subscribe to my OnlyFans, and then just been like, see you guys around, uh, and then give them a coupon for my OnlyFans. Imagine it if, if this becomes a thing where a lot of fighters do it, because even like Kevin Holland has one, Craig Jones, the BJJ guy, has one. Like, imagine if a fighter's nickname got to be like, they're like, Friday out of the red corner, Leo. Top 1% on OnlyFans, Hernandez. <laughs> could you imagine if fighters started... Could you imagine if fighters started changing their nickname to brands? Oh, my God. And they could start getting paid on that? Joseph Benavidez did once. Because he didn't have a... Uh... Joseph Tampax Benavidez. No, Benaditas. He had an Adidas ah. sponsorship once, and he changed it to Benaditas. Good, good idea. Fucking Got brilliant it. idea. Hey, by the way, fighters, if you want to get paid, change your nickname into uh into a brand. Because guess what? Uh some guy fought last night and they let him didn't have a nickname. His name is Blood Diamond. That's not fair. That's not fair. His the, it says okay. diamond. Okay. On a tabology, his name is Blood Diamond. And that's what I put on the Patreon post for the page. Absolutely. That's what his name. Apparently his name is Mike Mathitha. Yeah, exactly. So I don't you can understand. put anything you want. For yeah. the first fucking three UFC fights of his career, Paulo Costa was Paulo Bojashinha. We all thought that was his real last name. That means eraser in Portuguese. That was meant to be his nickname. Now it's Paulo the Eraser Costa. Yeah. Hey, man, oh, yeah. you can put whatever you want. Yeah. Fucking Glacian T-Bell, that's not his real name. Yeah. So fucking 
you know, we need to see on the next fight, we need to see fucking Thai Meow Mix Tuivasa next time. <laughs> okay. Like, get paid, fighters. Get paid. Okay. Think well, now that Ty has his own brand, he, he's coming out with a uh, Shuivasa. That's right. That has a fucking ring and a half. Exactly. Fighters, start thinking ahead. Okay. You know, um, we need to be managers, bro. We got we gotta be managers. Um, I got I got another one for you. Uh Glover, Bath and Body Works to Shera. Boom. <laughs> Guys, I'm telling you, get paid money. Oh, Leo. Get paid um, money. All right, that's it for the voice questions. Although <laughs> I wanted to before we go into the Twitter forum, the I want to do bit. this before I forget about it. I want to read the a couple of uh reviews we got an apple podcast recently oh, i'm gonna oh, sorry up. i'm sorry sorry i'm so sorry this is such a good bit again i asked for mythical fighters last time you guys didn't give me them guys give me your best branded sponsor yes. fighters please okay please, please give me your best branded sponsor fighters on this episode market send them to me dm me best ones we'll get a shout out next um next episode that i might not be here for anyways we'll talk about that later uh Oh, so just drop that bomb on there. Yeah, well, anyways, we're on a time crunch, so. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Okay. So I have the most recent one from Cakes here. Uh, Title is Must Listen for MMA Twitter. This podcast has sass, shenanigans, and smegma. Seriously, do not encourage this in the forum. Seriously, encourage this. This is a smagma podcast. Yeah, anyway, uh, Juice and Leo offer humor and commentary during picks, reviews, and off-the-wall stories. They also encourage more interaction than most podcasts by voice messages and Twitter replies. Episode 44 is the most hilarious to date. Just give it a listen, even if you're sober. We really appreciate that. I'm a, a big smile on my face right Thank now. Thank you so much, Cakes. That's um, a very nice comment. Can you pull up Brian Chase? Because that was my <clears throat> most recent one that I thought I was going to be able to see. For some reason, it only lets me see the most recent one. That's so Every time weird. I click see more, it just says connecting for like five minutes. Like I just have this screen where it's like connecting. connecting. It just says see more butts. Yeah, see more butts. And while you do that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up the um, Twitter forum. Oh, cool. Well, guess what? Same thing for me. Shut the fuck up, really? Yeah, which is really stupid. Bro, really? Brian's was fucking awesome. I know. And I'm upset too because he had this. You, you guys have heard me talk oh, about it. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, please. Thank you. God bless. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Just got to swipe. All there right. You uh, you guys should have done that. <laughs> a, a super fun MMA podcast. Juice and Leo bring a mix, uh, an amazing mix of refreshing perspectives, strong chemistry, and terrific humor. Uh, they've been a mainstay on my podcast feed since I discovered the show, and I always look forward to each new episode. Brian, dude, come on. Thanks, man. Yesterday, yesterday uh, he had a sandwich on his timeline, uh, and, I, and I commented that uh, when I grow up, uh, I want to be a Brian Shea sandwich, uh, and it was probably by <laughs> some kid, and he liked it. And I appreciate that because that comment was not as good as that sandwich looked. So, do you follow him on Instagram? Because apparently on Instagram he posts a lot of food. I'm not, I'm not on Instagram as much. I think I do follow him, but I just, I'm not on there. I should, I should follow him. Yeah, apparently, apparently he posts a lot of food. Because every time, because his most of his guests are like not big on Twitter. I think on his show, they're mm-hmm. like they're like, oh yeah, you're the food foodie king or whatever. They always say stuff like that. And dude, I want to say like I I really appreciate the hell out of this review so much from Brian because 
he, he said something on his show recently, which was like very poignant and something I definitely agree with. Um, he was talking about how, like, you know, when, when someone like leaves a company or announces that they're um, ending doing a, you know, some sort of content that they're doing or whatever, you just hear this, like all this like outpouring of sports, like where was that? when they were doing the thing, where, where was that in the before? So he's like, I'm a fan of like doing that stuff proactively and, you know, doing it before, before you get the chance. So just uh, absolutely like getting very emotional here, but thank you. Thank you, Brian. That was, that was amazing. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Brian. And go check out all things Nintendo, like for real. Yeah. Like he literally had his last one, like not the most recent one, but the one before that was with Kit and can forget but they were the co-host of the nintendo minute which was like an eight-year running thing that nintendo did Mm -hmm. um and they talked about like secrets of like going to the nintendo like headquarters in kyoto like in japan and the nintendo america one and i was like oh fuck yeah um all right so this uh first question on the twitter form is from ash our girl from the silly little podcast one of my absolute favorite human beings on this bird app and her show is great recently just did a couple of episodes getting back on track with it um so go check that out silly little podcast um she says if you could describe roxanne modafferi with a song which would it be well just came out of left field for me uh let me uh i have one while you're thinking of go it ahead. and i just say honestly it's hard to do just one because i feel like there's so like many aspects of her personality but the, the one that comes to mind for me is um you're the best around absolutely gonna ever keep you down. Down. i can't remember who sings that karate kid like just the absolute the essence of her like martial arts you know philosophy on life and uh just the like the positivity i mean there's other like probably corny cheesy ones I could do. And that's honestly, that's kind of cheesy in and of itself, but that's, that's what I'm feeling right now. Who wrote that song? Joe Esposito. Joe Esposito. Hmm. Uh, wow. Uh, I got one for you. If you can't think of one, I already got one just now. Don't stop oh. believing by journey. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Cause you know, the title says it all. Don't stop believing. Yeah. Hold on to that Absolutely, dude. She is she is the embodiment of don't stop believing. I mean, maybe not. The, well, I mean, she is a small town girl. <laughs> uh, I was going to say Rick Astley, never going to give you up. Oh, shit. That's a good one, too. Never going to give you up. Yeah. I'm going to let you down. Yeah. Or together forever, or all the Rick Astley bangers. Yeah. Uh, all right. That no one but you knows. All right. Fucking a. This is from Sandy Pants at Sandy Pants MMA. She said, "I saw a few tweets saying Derek chokes in big moments, but I thought he was winning the fight and just got caught." Sobs, which statistically speaking was probably going to happen to one of them. What do y'all think? Does Derek have a problem with his mental game? This is such a great question because it's it's not. Um, an untrue statement to say that Derek has a tendency to choke in big moments. It, he admitted that he did it against Cyril Gaunt. Like it was main event in this. I, like, yeah. I want to say that be, because he is admitting that stuff, then yeah. I, I, but 
what she said is also true that I don't think that was the case here. They were just swinging it like Fair. that literally was a coin flip. They were swinging and banging like they, Derek did his stuff. Derek yeah. did all the Derek Lewis stuff. He threw him around. He got the clinch. He did those fun, fun kicks. He threw those fucking wild hooks. He did all the stuff. That's he did true. all the stuff we expect from Derek Lewis. Ty just did that same stuff. And one of them connected. Yeah. Like I, I, I anyone saying, I, I didn't see those tweets she's talking about. Anyone saying that like, okay, it's fine to say that in general. But no, just absolutely no. Okay, I see what you're saying for, for for last night. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's that's a fair. It's a good point. They were both slinging and banging the same way that they, yeah, they both would have been. Mm. Mm. Right. Yeah, I mean, but I, I don't but, think I anything more to add other than like I agree. Like it's not an indictment on Derek. I, I, like I think that also takes away and diminishes Ty's win to say, oh well, he just won because Derek Lewis like kind of choked. Like Derek brought his best self. Yeah, and it's just it's heavyweight MMA at its yeah. finest. Like that—that's why I'm very yeah. passionate that's about this. A, that's so a like, good point. Yeah, because like yeah, he had the moment against Cyril Gaon. He had he got a similar thing happen against Mark Hunt. I mean, apparently that was also his back, and then people were posting that he was like eating ribs in the back, which is like. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> what a thing what a thing what a, what great a thing fighter. that happened he, i mean by the way uh uh weirdly enough everyone talks about how many knocks it people have every time he's walked out people have talked about ufc hall of fame right like that's not not happening for Derek lewis right it's definitely happening yeah there's there's that's not not happening Derek lewis is one he's the knockout king yeah he's got the most knockouts like, 100% going in the UFC Hall of Fame. There's that's not not happening. Okay, anyway, yeah. sorry. Okay. Continuing. On. All right. This is the next question from Microcosm at Microcosm. One of my favorite names on Twitter like just brilliant. His name is Mike and it's like spelled like that Mike Rocosm. He says Moicano saying he likes big stakes and big checks is probably <laughs> the highlight of the night for me. But what's the UFC going to be like without Roxy? It's t- I thought about this question a lot this morning, actually. I was like, well, I was going through the questions and I was like, I just kind of stopped on this one for a while. And I was like, as much as it pains me to say, like, life is going to move on. Like, the division is going to, the division will change the flyweight division because they're, they're not going to have young up-and-comers to try and build a name off her anymore. They're going to have to fight each other. Like, Casey O'Neill is going to fucking fight Miranda Maverick or Aaron Blanchfield or Macy Barber. You know they're they're going to fight each other, these these young prospects, and um, yeah, you know, we in need terms to of, like my viewing pleasure. I will no longer have. Well, I shouldn't say that. You know, Rox, Roxy brings a different, you know, feel for me. Different emotions, different, you know, fight week anticipation, different. You know, for some reason, people love to like. I don't know try and make me more nervous than I already would be, or like try and talk shit like, Oh right. yeah, she's going to lose. Like, you know, I won't have to do that anymore. So that'll be fine. But you know, in terms of like a similar fighter, like for some reason, I, I feel some of the similar things about Roxy, about like me, Molly. And yes, I'm going to transfer nothing like, you know, I'm leaving Roxy behind or whatever, but you know, she's got a great career and she's going to be right off in the sunset with her, with her mans. Um, I, I totally, I totally agree with that, that, uh, you know, Molly's a good example of, uh, you know, no, you can't replicate the type of fighter that you can't, that Roxy is that, yeah, that 
mentality towards fighting is she's is, one in a million you one in a million yeah it, it really it's truly one in a million like and at a professional level you know what i mean like it, it's it's one in a million that for that reason alone it, you know the fact that she's doing it professionally and has that type of mentality and attitude of like i'm just trying to be better than the previous self i'm just trying to get better that way like that's and don't get me wrong i don't I actually think everybody thinks that they think that way, but Roxy is the embodiment of it um, and has yeah. been since day one. Uh, she has always been like, I'm going to be better than the previous version of myself. And there's no one in there to beat except for, for, for me. And everybody does. Sorry. One last line. I hate you. I love you. <laughs> I think that's a perfect segue into Pamela's question at wholesome mm-hmm. MMA. She says a two-parter. A, I would like to hear your lamentations and love for Modafferi as embarrassing as possible. B, your current feelings on Adesanya as a whole. Spelled W-H-O-L-E, by the way. I know you were, there was some whole talk. There was some whole talk, yeah. Yeah, there was some whole talk, but she means generally. Not his whole. Not his whole. Or anyone else's whole that, But I'm going to save that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna call this whole talks. Um, I just I, I want to take this opportunity to say a few things about like what Roxanne means to me or ha- has meant to me. Uh, for those of you who have not heard episode sixteen of FWM, which she tweeted about, and I dropped in the comments. By the way, shameless plug. And the show was obviously very different back then. I was it was different energy, um, but just. You know, when I started watching fights, I, I would tend to like put the pi- fighters on a pedestal. Like there were these things, there were these gl- gladiators and like Greek gods and goddesses doing things I'd never dared of and having like physiques that I'd never dared of. And I, I just started binging tough. Like Bisping, it actually makes me incredibly upset that he was shitting on her in the commentary because Bisping was one of the first ones that I was like, oh my God, I love his like blue collar attitude. And like, I just love everything about and his story, you know. I've, I've talked about that at length as well. I started binging Ultimate Fighter and I come across the episode for Roxanne Modafferi. And actually, I should back up before that. The first time I even knew she existed, she was on Ariel's show and she was plugging her book about how to be positive. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, a fighter wrote a book on positivity? Mm-hmm. Literally wrote the book on positivity. And like mental training and like, I have that book. It's great. It's like a workbook. You know, there's like little mantras and sayings and you can, oh, I can't say enough good things about it. And I was just like, wow. And then I talk about fighting in Japan. I was just like, this is something else. And it wasn't long after that, that I started binging tough and I came across her episode and, you know, she chokes out Valerie Letourneau on the, fight to get in the the you know elimination fight or whatever and by that time because i'm you know getting into the sport later in life like valerie letourneau was already in the ufc i was like oh okay she's she's legit mm-hmm. and the the episode where she had her fight starts and Shayna Baszler tells this amazing story. And like Shayna was billed as like, she was like, I should already be in the UFC. Like I'm, I'm fun strike force. Like, you know, I'm, 
uh, I've been doing this a long time. I'm winning. Uh, you know, I'm, I should be in there. And Shana told this amazing story and she told parts of it as well. in channel Shadi's article that everyone should absolutely read. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was saying how, when she fought Roxanne in Japan, she said that, you know, the next day, she took her on, you know, she's like, you want, you, you want to see Japan, you know, Shayna beat Roxy rocks. And the next day is like, you want to see the city? Do you want to want me to take you out and show you Japan? And they like spent the day together and she showed her her Japan. And um, Shayna said that, you know, Roxy had told her, I hope that beating me is the push that you need to get your name out there. And I just thought like, how, amazing of a human being do you have to be to like because because shana i think submitted roxy she mm-hmm. got her in a like a she called it the shana wing like a chicken wing it's like some mm-hmm. like catch wrestling move shana's a pupil of josh barnett and to give apparently this i didn't know at the time but sean's article said that the dressing room was was like really small and they could hear the arena was small and so the dressing rooms were close by and she could hear roxy crying in the other dressing room, which makes the second part even more amazing. How the next day she showed the city and just like h- how much of a amazing human being do you have to be to to lose to someone and want them to not only like succeed and do well, but then go an extra step and be like, I want to show you this. I want to show you a good time. Yeah. And so she's just been a person to me that has just always represented. Like it, it wasn't just the positivity, like when I watched that episode of, of, of tough, I was like, that's me. Like there weren't any other nerds that I saw in fighting. And now like there's a few, mm-hmm. you know, but it was just like, she's not this like phenom, you know, went to the Olympics or been groomed from a young age. She's just someone that really loves martial arts and really tries her absolute best. And every time she steps in the cage, She's a goddamn superhero to me. Yeah. And that's the best that I can say about anyone. Yeah. No, it's a, uh, it's just really, really inspiring. Obviously I'm, I'm mostly inspired to like Roxanne Mataferi by Juice because his passion for her is so strong and has made me appreciate that, that she, you know, I mean, being a trailblazer of the sport is really important, but just being a, an amazing human being in this sport can take being an amazing human being, not because you're, you know, shouting on the mic or, or saying, you know what I mean? It can be, can be a lot, uh, can take a lot too. Um, and Roxanne has always delivered with that, of like just always knowing that she's a really, really great um, person. And I think that that is a really good example of like, I was, I read that the article and how, you know, they said that you could hear in her locker room being upset, but what I love about that, uh, concept is that, you know, she's, she's mad at herself. You know what I mean? Like she's mad. Like it's all like this process of like, this is me not being my best, you know, and her being like, okay, I got, you know what I mean? Like that's that self-reflection to help her build up has been, like I said, it's something that a lot of people just can't do, uh, and, and can't do so graciously. And, and she, she's uh, she loves the sport and will always love the sport. And I think that, like I said, we just 
we just need more people like her in the world to kind of balance things out um, because it's pretty, it's pretty bad. And, and for someone to do what they love and do it on a professional level and just like, you know, being a superhero every time she goes and also like, you know, showing Macy Barber the ropes is pretty great. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, so hands on my favorite Roxy fight. Yeah. Just so, so great. Um, and then as far as the second part, what do we think of Izzy as a whole? Uh, well, I mean, for me, I, this last performance, I, I think was okay. I think it was a good fight for, I just think like, as far as like, um, you know, being, being the champion and wanting to get, you know, he did style on him though sometimes. So I, I don't necessarily hate, I don't hate Izzy at all. I think he's a great fighter. I think he's amazing actually. Uh, and the more I think about it, I, uh, on one of the last previous episodes, I described him as his life as an anime. Um, <laughs> Cause he broke that machine in an arcade somewhere and a bunch of people around watching. And uh, you know, like his self-belief is pretty strong. Uh, and that's like a cool thing to see uh, in like someone like him. Um, but yeah, I, I think that now manifestation of what he's done and what he's become, I, I, I think it's a little less appealing than it was before because now he's at the top, uh, when he was making his climb and he was doing his stuff, it felt a little, I don't know, I don't want to say earned, but it, it just felt like he was kind of reaching for something now that he's at the top, staying at the top isn't isn't as good for the way that he approaches fights as far as entertainment value goes. He's yeah. still an entertaining guy to talk about, but when he's at the top, it's a little bit different when he's climbing. It just has this little bit of a, uh, it has a slight underdog feel to it still. And now that he's on top, it just doesn't, it doesn't have that same ring for me. It doesn't feel as cool. I guess you could say. Well, it's, all, it's almost like losing to Jan was like his GSP losing to Matt Sarah moment. Like he's flipped the switch and now he's more tactical in his approach, mm -hmm. which I, I appreciate to be right. honest. Like I thought that was one of the most high level fights I've seen this, this last one. And um, yeah, I think everything you said, I can just encat like, I don't have anything else to add. Like you just added everything per, you know, I, I agree with everything. So for time's sake, you know, we're going to move on, but thank you Pamela for that amazing question. And a little unorthodox, um, I'm pausing from the Twitter forum because I saw an email coming from Dave L. And I don't want to miss it. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a great, great question. You can always email the pod, guys, by the way. It's 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 less traditional. Um, most of my listeners are on Twitter, obviously, but, you know, um, we always we appreciate Dave L. Um, he said, how would you feel about <laughs> – sorry, hold on. <laughs> the fucking subject of the email says sorry it's so long and and then he points to that parenthetical of sorry it's so long and says unintentional dick joke <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i don't know if you call it out if it's unintentional number one and number two like i wouldn't have thought it was <laughs> until you said that. so amazing very very unintentional very yeah very unintentional uh, i said how would you feel <laughs> about bonuses for all finishes in addition to performance of the night and fight of the night simple answer hell yeah i'm for it uh, uh what? there's more oh sorry uh, go on sorry um 
in the last two headliners and plenty of other fights, the winners have focused on getting points and winning the MMA match without building towards a finish. Um, on one hand, I think the guarantee of a bonus would motivate fighters to fight. On the other, it encourages CT curious to know your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my thought quickly. I, I think it's not, it's not only the, it's the show win pay structure and the 10 point must system that makes people like point fight. Right. Right. Take that away. Yeah. We got, we got ourselves a, we got ourselves a fight. Um, As far as yeah, they should be rewarding all, all finishes. uh, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think that that's true. I think that they, they definitely have the ability to do that. Uh, Yeah. I think, um, I think that that's really important for them to, I mean, what Dana's done it, what, maybe like four times in the last 10 years, like where he's like, everybody gets bonuses. Um, well, they always used to give like discretionary bonuses under the table, but you don't really hear about that anymore. But there was one, there was like, there's been a, like at least two times in the last like, yeah, four or five years where he's, he's been like, okay, everybody got a bonus. Like everybody that night was like yeah. pretty. And yeah, it's only been a couple of times, but yeah, I think as, at least for finishes and stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, and as far as, uh, yeah you you take away those the the point the i don't know it you know it it could get unruly but but i, I think mean, if you i think taking away the 10 point must system and the way that the system is now i think in the past when the system wasn't so when it was pretty rough and tumble it needed the structure now that there's a lot more discipline in MMA in UFC specifically, I think we could start ch- changing those rule set because we're not worried about like some Jim, Joe, and Bob walking in and being like, "I can fight, I know what to do," you know what I mean? Like, there's a bigger vetting process than there used to be in the beginning. So before in the begin in the beginning, whenever everything was going on, when when UFC was like first coming up, it needed structure in order for it to get to where it is now. But that structure needs to change in order for the fights to get better because fighting has just gotten way more intelligent than it was before in the past. So that's yeah, where uh, that's where we're that's where we're at. We're at an impasse that seems like because the old system worked so well to get it to where it is. Uh, but but I, if you look too at resistant to change, yeah. If you look at all the all the rankings of every single weight class, weight uh, yeah of every single weight class, none of those fighters uh, don't seem intelligent. And by that, I mean, in fighting, because obviously outside of the ring, we have stupid motherfuckers that say some stupid shit, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying like inside the ring, as far as like fighting, you don't see two. Yeah. Their fight IQ. Uh, you put any of those guys against a lot of the people that were in the first couple of UFCs, they're probably going to win. Yeah. Hands down. Uh, the top 15 guy could probably the top 15 guy. Sorry. Number 15 now could probably be anyone from UFC. I want to say probably like 50 and back, uh, probably like the top four. That's fair. There's a very high chance that that could happen. Very, very high chance. The fight IQ is raised. So we got to change that stuff around. And because the system is so built on that structure, because the structure. Mm that's the thing it's what got them to be a four billion dollar company so that's why yeah. they're so resistant to the change is because right. that structure is is what made because at the beginning it was like we're just doing this in backyards so that's yeah. all they see they just see that their level up is what happened so when that changes 
then we'll be able to see other things, but I, it's probably not yeah. going to change in the, in yeah. the near future. Hate to cut you off. You're on a great rant there, but we, for time's sake, we got to keep yeah. it. Um, great question from, from Harry Andrew at H Andrew 94 said, would you rather do a shoey from Derek Lewis's cup? So a cuppy mm-hmm. or receive a punch in the nuts from Francis cuppy all day. Yeah, 100%. It's like not even, not, not, not even close. Like Cuppy. the, the, punch I Francis in the eat pussy. So <laughs> like, that's another thing I want to clip off with the soundboard. <laughs> like, come on. What the fuck? Get hit in the nuts or, I eat, I eat, I eat pussy. I have done that. I have done that. Urine comes out around that area. Okay, dude. Now hey, we bro, took a weird turn. You we didn't take a weird turn. I'm just letting you know that conceptually the idea is is that people put weird shit in their mouth all the fucking time. So guess what? Give me that fucking cup and put some beer in it and I'll drink it. Up. I drink your copy. Why are you so mad right now? Because I don't know, man. I don't want to get hit in the nuts by Francis and Ganu. Okay. Fuck no, dude. I don't, I don't want to get anymore. The, the, you can clip this out, okay? I don't want to get hit in the nuts by Francis and Ganu because I eat pussy. Clipped. Out. Does that mean DJ Khaled would like to get hit in the nuts? Absolutely. DJ Khaled, DJ Khaled should get hit in the nuts by Francis and Khaled because, 100%. because he and then after doesn't he goes, oh, eat pussy. Another one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Another one. Actually, as a matter of fact, it should be Francis and Ganu eating pussy while he's punching DJ Khaled in the dick. Yes, dude. Yes. Yes. And then Francis and Ganu says, another one. And then. <laughs> The girl leaves another and then another one. lady comes in. Another one. Yeah. Another one. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so absolutely. Bro. There's no question. No question. No question. Cuppy. Cuppy. Yeah, I'll do it right now. I'll fucking raise my hands as high up above my head as I want. Because I don't know why anyone's asking this question. <laughs> I have back, too. I'll do back. I'll put my arms... Back Would you rather get a check for $50,000 or get slapped in the face? Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely. not that drastic. But, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, to be honest, the copy is still fucking gross. Like, sure. Sure. You say, would do it. 10 out of 10 oh, would do absolutely. it even without this bad sure, juice. Like, it is gross. But guess what? Meat and pussy. pussy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> pussy. Okay. All right. Years ago, I, I wish I knew the, oh. this comedian's name because I heard this bit on on Sirius XM Radio, Comedy Central Radio. Uh-huh. This guy, this guy was like, the the segue to the bit was hilarious because he was like, "I don't like hand jobs because that's a job I can do myself." Absolutely, low jobs, other job. That's a job I'm hiring for or whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then and then he was like, "I have some rules." I have to hear pussy. I have to. I have to. I have I love, to. And, and then it was like, I was like, I just love the taste. I put, I put it on everything. I put, I like, <laughs> if what? I can bottle it, yeah. Like, exactly. I was like, bro, what the fuck? Um, okay. Thank you, Harry Andrew. Actually, check out his podcast, Pick and Mix, if you like movies. They do a great job over there. This next question is from Bandit Tape. He says, how nasty are shoeys? 
I mean, there ain't enough alcohol and beer to sanitize athletes' foot fungus. What a great fucking segue to go from a question about cuppies to how girls are chewies. And guess what? My answer is the same. <laughs> hey, we did one on this podcast. But also, my answer is the same. <laughs> if you guys can assume what I'm about to say, then I don't even have to say it. Because I literally just said it. Just said it. Okay. Check the tape, bud. Check the pussy, bud. <laughs> Check the bandit tape. Check the pussy, bud. I Check eat it. Check the pussy, bud. Okay. Check it. Check easy. It. Yeah, check it before you wreck it. Mm-hmm. Also, eat it. <laughs> so dumb, dude. Absolutely, we're the dumbest. Okay, That's on. why you love this podcast. Two, three, four, five, six, wow. Now you guys really brought it with this question. Thank you. They really brought it. Wait, huh? Okay, seven. Uh, oh, by the way, if anything happens to me in the next couple of days, guys. Uh, I'm selling stuff on on uh, Facebook Marketplace, and someone backed out of a deal. So if anything also, happens, I have screenshots of that person. So love that. Just letting you guys know. My- also, I want to shout out Decrons, and also like a uh, perfect reason of why you should just always send a question, even if you think it's too late. Because I just noticed Decrons commented on the forum saying, "Sorry, I missed you. Just noticed the time now." Fact. But like, if that tweet saying that was a question, it wouldn't have been too late. Ah. But now it is but too late because we have to wrap this motherfucker up. Yeah, we have to go. go. Uh, um, is that it? Was that it? That's all the questions, man. Oh, fantastic. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to move to next week. I'm going to be in Vegas next week, although very very unlikely that I'll be watching the fights. Uh, yeah. I'll be at a Jabberwocky show. So if you're in Vegas, hit my boy up. Exactly. Uh, and by that, if I'm you also means... have tickets to the Jabberwocky show. Yeah, exactly. You got to also be yeah, there. Also, yeah, okay, I can't get you in. Um, yeah. <laughs> but let's go with... Oops, wow, well, I already close it. I'm an idiot. Hold on. All right, let's go with yeah, our fight picks right. for next week. Um, so unfortunately, you know, obviously the Rafael dos Anjos and the Fizzy um, fight kind of changed up. Bro, how about Jamal? Oh, wait. Hmm? The picture they chose, I just got to say, for the who? fucking picture they chose for Jamal Hill on topology for the main page here. <laughs> so ridiculous. So ridiculous. And I thought that was his profile pick because they had like like one of the like, most iconic profile picks is uh fucking uh Mahwan Americani in like a dress shirt and slacks surrounded by like eight women. Um but I click on his profile and it's like a picture of his way in the contender series. It's like, so that's not right. Do they choose different file? Why would you choose the weirdest picture of him? Um, All right, let's get to these picks. So yeah, uh, apparently our, it used to be Dos Anjos Fiziev. I don't know what's going on with that. Super uh, mad about it. Because oh okay, it moved to uh, beneath uh, Colby and, um, and oh okay. Mazzano. I mean, I really wanted to see like five, five rounds. And somehow, anyway. weirdly enough. Greg Hardy's still on that main card. Oh, I fucking hate it so much. Somehow. Anyway. All right. right. Let's go with First thought I have is yeah. Parker Porter versus Alain Boideau. Do you have that as well? Or... No. No. No, I have... Uh, We're showing topology. Joaquin Buckley. I have that as the next fight. Oh, interesting. Parker Porter isn't even on this one. 
for me. Anyway, I'm going with the Frenchie, my countryman. Yeah, let's go with the Frenchie. <laughs> so my countryman of American picking against the American, but you know, I'm 27% French. Okay. Alain Bado. Perfect. Um, all right, Joaquin Buckley versus Abdul Razak Al Hassan. Didn't know this fight was happening. That's super fucking exciting. Joaquin Buckley's gonna send Abdul to the shadow realm. Probably that would Agreed. be my pick. I agree. Yeah. Uh, next, we got Jim Miller versus Nicholas. This is Nicholas Mota. Bro, if you think I'm picking against Jim Miller when last week, Ryan, I asked my three favorite fighters in Jersey, and Jim Miller, he's fucking crazy. I'm picking Jim yeah, Miller. Absolutely. Jim Miller, 100%. All right. Uh, Parker, Parker Porter, and that's the one I picked, Alain Bado. Oh, yeah. I was going to pick Alain Bado anyway. Okay. Why is it in Great. the middle? Anyway, here we are. You have uh, Kyle Ju- Douglas versus Jamie Pickett because that's what I have as the co main. No, uh, hmm. did that just change? I'm on UFC, so that should be on the yeah. UFC fucking website is fucking trash. Uh, apparently, it has for um, some reason it has a uh, Julian Marquez and Kyle Dawkins for some reason. Oh, I have a Jamie Pickett as his opponent, so maybe there was a replacement. Usually, know. they're pretty. It says catch weight about. Oh, oh, mm. catch weight for with Julian Marquez. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe that. Okay, if it's that, I pick Julian Marquez. Yeah. But if it's the other one, I pick Kyle Dawkins. How about that? That's that's fair. My, I, and my pick same. is conditional. <laughs> same. Insane. Okay. Johnny Walker, uh, Jamal Hill. Versus Jamal Hill. This is this is a I'll just steal a phrase from that. Well, not steal, but kind of coin a phrase or use a phrase, borrow a phrase, let's say, from the Comedy Podcast. This is peak JSF. Just some fights. Johnny Walker versus Jamal Hill. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. This... Could literally skip it. Nothing would now what happened that's sure that that is fine and that like it's a good thing that i'm not going to be here next week but um but and, you know you never know on a fight card you know it could be a banger so with that being said uh i'm gonna go i mean i love him johnny walker let's go yeah i was gonna say despite him having a terrible performance against chago santos last time he's still my boy <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> i love him dude uh, yeah, I so we're definitely it. going. <laughs> we're still going with Johnny. Johnny okay. tweaks his arm during a worm walker. Yeah, I hope Kavanaugh at least. I know he subdued him, which is bad, but like at least glad that he calmed down his post fight celebrations. Yes. Well, all right. We are now at the end of our podcast. Guess so you, just so you know, Juice, it may be the shortest one we've had, maybe, but. Also, maybe not. There's still yeah, a possibility. We, we, yeah, because of the amount of questions we had. It could have, By the way, thank you guys for bringing all the questions. I, I oh, made the suggestion. So much. Yeah, I made the suggestion to Juice because I, I figured that he was going to try to do it after. And I was like, no, I, I feel like it wouldn't, it wouldn't garner enough. So I wanted to make sure that we, we got yeah. a lot of good questions. And you guys brought a great amount this week. So thank you all. So let's go ahead and shout out our patrons. Oh, I just noticed what speaking of the patrons the, the the fsp fight pick league uh i don't have time to like read all the scores but uh i had commented i i noted this before i fucking thought for some reason kyler phillips won by decision and hey that was one of the fights i watched i loved that submission it was nasty that armbar I, but i was when i was calculating everything i was like oh yeah kyler, everyone that had kyler by decision which was a fair amount fucking 10 points granted I don't think anyone picked him by sub. I think if they picked finish, they picked like a TKO. So I think I can just like subtract 10 points. Cause like David Everett commented, he was like, yeah, I noticed my total was 10 points too high. 
bro, I can just subtract 10 points from everyone that I was thinking, oh, I'm going to have to recalculate everybody. Yeah. I mean, maybe I should just for posterity's sake, but I don't know. Shout out to David Everett because he's killing the five pick league. He was like, bro, last week's five pick league was fucking Jared, Jared Kennedy and Brunson, basically. Uh Like David Everett was winning the whole thing. And then David came in at the last second. I mean, they were close, but like came in at the last second. Yeah. Um, but right now, yeah, David Everett's fucking above the, the rest. Um, so, hey, our patrons, uh, Callum, APB, Sandy Pants, Alex from Jersey, T-Cross, Filthy Casual, Fee, Dave L, Jimmy the Drunk, also killing it. I believe he moved into the second place on the FSB 5 League. Uh, Tricky Dick, Mixed a Man, Anonymous, Wholesome MMA, David Everett, Brian Shea, Dave, a.k.a. Nobby Buckles, Supermanly Nick, David S., and D. Crons, the man of all men, who, like I said, could have submitted a question if he commented a question instead of that it was too late. <laughs> <laughs> but I love him, dude. I love Dave, D. Crons, one of my favorite people. So I want to give him a want to throw him some love. I want to give him a shout out. And that, okay. ladies and gentlemen, is our show the end of this podcast you guys can follow me at leo gh2113 on instagram and twitter you can follow me at friendly spar pod you can dm me if you would like to follow me other places okay that's very specific yeah and uh oh boy uh oh there's this 